You're listening to Art Root Radio, and I'm your host, Michelle Lockery. Art Root Radio is an artist network of artists around the world just doing crazy great things with murals and art in communities. Today I'm really excited because one of the biggest things about being a mentor as an artist is watching your students grow and watching your students way exceed your talent and your experience. It's a very, I would say, mural mama thing to see. So today in the studio, I am inviting a person who has just been the passion and part of the team behind the International Mural Festival in Nelson. I am pretty excited because I've been watching my students on those walls and I can still call them students because I'm a grandma. And um, just take a listen as we hear about the amazing innovations that Sydney and her whole team at the Nelson International Mural Festival are doing. It's the art and the history connecting all communities, the water flows through indigenous blue. Welcome Sydney to the studio today. How are you? I'm great, Michelle. Thank you so much for having me. So tell me about your project. How did it start? How did you get involved? Okay, well, in um, 2017, um, the Vancouver Mural Festival was happening. I believe that was their second year. And um, I was just watching from our little community of Nelson, BC, we have a community of 10,000 people. And uh, yeah, just kind of thinking about how I could, uh, could make the community uh, more accessible to artists, how we could kind of get muralists doing more murals in town. Um, There had kind of been a halt in our community. Um, People weren't having murals approved because there was a downtown urban design strategy that was being looked at by the city. So they were kind of looking at how they were going to mold our downtown. And uh, and so they were holding off on on letting any um, large scale mural public art happening so um so it just that has been happening for mm, probably four years and there were a number of local muralists who were really really keen to get painting and and finding it to be kind of frustrating um and so I ended up with the Nelson District Arts Council, which is where I work, um, approaching the city and just having a conversation about how we could uh, make this happen for the artists and and help kind of to start build some community connection, more community connection through public art. So, um, so the city was really excited because we managed to get a large amount of building owners on board. So I'm really fortunate to have been born and raised in Nelson and my father was born here as well. So we have um, we have roots in the community, and so um, I just managed to contact all of the building and business owners that I knew and asked them to sign letters of support for us, and then brought those forward to the city. And the city was amazing and incredibly supportive, and so we were able to secure our first seed money for our first year from the city of Nelson. And um, from that, we've grown uh, in the last four years. Um, initially, it was a team of three, myself. Uh, my co-founder, um, Amber Santos, uh, my other co-founder, um, Dee Landsberg. And so it was just three of us creating a small street festival and six or seven murals the first year. And now we have a team of 12 and we're creating 10 murals this year. So it's uh, it's been really amazing to kind of see the appetite for this public art form grow so much in our community as well and the support for it. 
Well, for me, it's exciting because some of my ex-crew member students have painted in your community. So as a mama muralist, it just makes my heart sore. Oh, and we are so grateful for those amazing human beings who you mentored. It's just really incredible, Michelle, to see what an impact you've had on like rural muralists in British Columbia and how far those ripples have 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 gone throughout Canada. So it actually I have like little goosebumps right now just thinking about it. But yeah, it's really been amazing how um, how connected we've ended up being just because of all of your mentorship and what you've done. It's, it's, ac- it's actually crazy because that's why I started the podcast because I was watching and trying and go, what do you do? Tell a book, you know, I'm a grandma and I'm 60 and I'm like, what do I, you know, what do you do to tell that legacy and how do you prove how much money was raised and how much social change? And then when I saw all of those muralists, I went, ah, let's get those stories and, and share. Because while you were talking and you were saying, you know, that you have your roots in, in Nelson, and I've spent lots of time in Nelson, all of the projects around the world that I have started have started with a female who is connected to that community. Cuba, Missouri, I met a woman, same thing, born and raised there. It, there's the roots of the community that are so key in projects that I think sometimes goes sort of unsung, how important it is of that, to have that. Oh, 100%. Like, we would have been able to do nothing without the support, that initial support from the people the first year. Who yeah. all, there was 60 people who signed letters for me supporting it yeah. um, and, and we would have had nothing like the city wouldn't have have, have gone along with it and it's a uh, yeah it's it's really a, a definite position of of privilege having been able to like grow up here be here and be able to you know support this movement in the community um, so I feel very very honored that I'm I'm able to, to do that and that I have these relationships that we can work with to to advance this movement further and that was me too I was very honored to be in my hometown when there wasn't anybody especially females doing murals and I went and I said hey I'm gonna take a bunch of kids and we're gonna paint that hundred foot wall they were like sure and it was my aunties and my grandma and my mom and that's how it all started for us is that we just brought family on the wall and I mean I predominantly painted heritage because that's the only thing I could convince anybody to put on a wall at the time which is really, really interesting because that's definitely like Nelson is a heritage town for those of you that haven't been here, don't know about it. Um, but it definitely, people are very, very focused on heritage, but muralists really, um, mm-hmm. what we've seen, unless they're from Spain, strangely enough, are not like actively seeking out to um, create heritage murals as their creative control. Like if an artist is given creative control to create whatever they want, we have not found that like heritage is something that's super high on that list. And so generally the heritage pieces that we have in our festival are commissions because they are um, yeah, direct requests to speak oh. to yeah, the histories of the buildings and things like that. Oh, for sure. I get that a lot. People have sort of slotted me in the fact that I was a heritage muralist. And I'm going, no. I said, if you come in my studio, I'm actually quite the opposite, but it's the only thing. And that's why I think education is important. Somebody made a comment on something on one of the mural sites somewhere in BC, and they were like, well, we don't have to get stuck in heritage. And I went, let's be really careful there. That Those heritage murals, whether you like, love, or whatever, are the foundation to allow the new artists to have the freedom to paint what they see. And that's we always have to remember that as, you know, all of the new visions are happening. It's still a hundred percent. Right. And I go, it's still, I was always grateful. 
I didn't care what I was painting as long as every day there was painting happening. Which is so good. And yeah, it's along the lines of really what our vision is for the festival in that like everyone has the, the the taste of human beings is so varied and that's what i found doing these mural festivals is that like we really our goal is to create art for all human beings that yeah. there's a piece for every single human that comes through our community there's a piece that they love there's a piece that they hate you know and we yeah. totally expect that because it's so subjective and so um you know we have our heritage murals we also have our we have our photorealism murals you know we we we've been really we have now a traditional graffiti piece by Bacon, who is uh, one of like the founding graffiti fathers of oh, amazing, amazing graffiti movement. Yes, Alex, Alex Bacon. So it's very, very exciting. But yeah, it's really important to have pieces that speak to everyone we feel so that it's not just, um, yeah, just serving one narrative, which is also, you know, something that we come across a lot when you live in a community that's very monocultural. Like if you look at Nelson, we're, we're 89% Caucasian in our community. And so the goal is to make sure that, uh, that those are not the only stories that are being told and that we are serving all people that live here, um, and that have lived here and will live here. And so that's, uh, yeah, that's a major, major focus for us, but definitely there's so much value in, in those heritage pieces, you know, and in, again, like you said, laying that groundwork and, and getting those first pieces up on the walls and, and now we can be a bit more free with what we're doing. Your festival really shows that too. That's what I find really exciting when I follow it. It has this almost like a layered approach that is unique to other mural festivals. And maybe it's because I know Nelson, because I had a very good friend who was also a local woman, who when I would go to Nelson, I would be right with her very Italian family and felt very at home, right? Mm -hmm. So because I know Nelson, but I don't know, I just, you guys have this heart of inclusiveness that sort of shines out on that art. It's it's really quite wonderful to watch. Yeah, it's definitely... It's just so it's so important for people to experience different things and um, because you don't know what you don't like, right? right? Until you see it up on the wall, right? And so um yeah, it's it's just been a really really amazing experience to see like how building owners kind of select their artists, how that works alongside our jury system and our curator things are, you know, we, we have a bit we have a lot going on with that with how we do our selections, but it's uh yeah, it's it's really it's an honor to be able to tell, to support the telling of stories, you know, and, and, and to, to help those stories be told. It's really, and it's interesting, artists are always visionaries, and I can hear just from your passion, you're a visionary. We were doing a project um, tied with the province during the Olympics, and we had put a plan for this destination mural town together. So I've been doing this for a long time. And one of the images we had put in the package that, because we had signed an MOU and it was moving forward, all crazy cool things were happening, was to do residential schools and to talk about the story of residential schools. That was in 2010. So to me, I'm always going, what artists are sometimes putting on the wall is the future. Yeah, 100%. And yeah, they are they are all knowing, all seeing. And yeah to have artists share their experiences in such a public format is just, um, it's like, it's very soul bearing. And it's also such a generous gift that they are giving to us all to help us like open our eyes and, and, and learn more about 
other people's experiences. Right. And there's this bravery that happens that comes through art that I go, sometimes I just, same thing, I get goosebumps because we'll sit with a group of, of artists and then all of a sudden it's something that you don't even the, the vision that comes from that community. I just interviewed a wonderful artist from Ottawa. She's doing a wisdom series of murals. And she has, I think, 20 elders from all different nationalities. And they're doing this giant paneled art. And she wants to come to BC. And she's just, she's from Columbia. And I'm like, and all of this skills exchange is happening. And so that's the other part of, of projects that I see you guys are doing. You really actually reach the community. And it's not just the art on the wall. There's the engagement of the community and the education part of it. That's really exciting. Yeah, and we've been really fortunate in that we are a small community, so it's really easy to make a massive impact when you have, you know, like seven or eight downtown city block alleyways to deal with you know yeah. <laughs> it's really like 10 murals a year make a huge difference and it's it's been really wild to see it like grow and grow and grow and so this year we just finished we just released our map for this year and to see like the 35 pieces that we've done in the last four years and like how occupied those public spaces are now is a it's really exciting. It makes me feel this, uh, this like overwhelming sense of, of pride. And it's so interesting because I don't actually like, I'm not a visual artist at all. And I'm a, I'm a performance artist. So my art always disappears immediately. Um, after I'm, I'm doing it yeah. in, in the process, you know? And, and so it's really like, it's so beautiful to be able to support something that's so permanent or, you know, even though it's just paint on a wall, you know, uh, but it's, uh, it's something that's so much more permanent than the art that I am used to personally doing. And so it's, uh, it's, it's been an amazing experience to get to witness those processes as well and see, you know, the, the, uh, the parallels between performance artists and visual artists and, um, it's hilarious because before I do a show, I always get super psyched out. You know, when I'm going to yeah. go do our opening nights, I like don't want to talk to anyone. My tummy's super nervous. I'm like anxious. I need like silence. I'm focused, 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 you know? And then afterwards I feel like I've run a marathon and I'm a champion and like the sweaty <laughs> best person ever. And yeah. I, I noticed that like when the muralists come, it's kind of the same thing. Like they're, yeah. they're showing up to, to get into their process. They're going to do their mural. So we're always like quietly <laughs> <laughs> tiptoeing around at the beginning, trying to make sure that they're supported and have what they need. And then, and then just to see like day one to day five, six, seven, you know, and that, that difference. I'm like, oh, it's, it's all kind of the same, the same thing, just different, different disciplines. But it is a performance, right? That's what I, I always say when I'm talking about our projects, because I would have like, you know, 20 students of all different, you know, some were university, some were street level. It is a performance. And once you get that stage set up, the scaffolding, and then the day you get to arrive at the wall, I can remember all the crew always saying, kissing the wall and going, we're here, but you're a performance. You know, you got to talk to the people and you got to look after. It was a performance. And then, you know, you're safe on that stage for the tw 10 days that you're on there. And then when you got to get down, you're like, okay, now what? Right? It's over now. There it goes. <laughs> Ely, Nevada. I was down in Ely, Nevada one year at a mural conference and they would actually put stages in front of the murals when they were painting the murals. And then they would have performance artists perform whatever was happening on the wall during the painting of the mural. So cool. That's right? So cool. It was so cool because we watched it and I was like, oh, that is so, and they were doing some story. I can't remember what it was. And there was something about 
ladies of the night and it's their history and whatever. But the ladies from the organization or whatever that was came out and they were dancing. And I was like, this is brilliant. It was just brilliant because they told their story, which was a tourism part of Nevada. And I was like, wow, that's something that, you know, somebody should look at, you know, one day. Let's get out of COVID so we can start having stages and massive parties in front of murals again. Wouldn't that be just great? <laughs> I know it's coming. I think, you know, I think that's, you know, and you know, the really important part yesterday, I had a meeting with the mission here and we're trying to do mural art and we're doing satellite arts, trying to, because of COVID, trying to give pieces of the walls to people so that they yeah. can take that piece of the wall and put it up. So we're using old satellites. And so we met with the mission because we're going to try to incorporate mural art with helping homeless and helping to raise money to get art on the street with the homeless people and how we can maybe create sort of a, a bridge for that. So it was, again, really exciting for me because I'm like, wow, there we go. Giant satellites. They can be shelters. They can be, you know, but they can be painted shelters. So cool and beautiful. And again, like such a lovely fusion of of social work and art, you know, and, and, and making those advances to be inclusive and embracing and to help community and to get art out of, out of the galleries and onto the streets and into the hands of everyone. Right. And then have everybody talking. And I think for me, that's always the most important thing is that I always saw in my projects that the street level art leveled everybody. So we would have, you know, the grand openings and those you guys do. And I watched and I'd have my street youth and I'd have university youth and the government and all of these levels of people. And they'd say, hey, we're going to put up a stage to open the mural. I said, no, you're not. You're going to stand on the street on the same level, everybody. And all of a sudden, everybody would speak. And I was, that's, you know, there, there it is. Everybody's equal yeah. in front of a wall. And talking about what's important. Yes, not about where they are in their status. Yeah, exactly. Oh, brilliant. Right. So this is great. So like, and we're welcoming other communities. If you got satellites or want to add, like we're saying, anybody who has old satellites, give them to your mural artists. That, you know, it's like, imagine the voices that have been collected on satellites, on all those old satellites that are clogging up our landfill. So so impactful. I bet I bet there's a number of them out the uh, out the valley here. I'm sure. So. Well, here's a really <laughs> exciting little note. We want because we more means more, right? Is when you paint them and you stand in front of them, they resonate and the sound resonates like you're in an amphitheater. There could be some amazing performance art, like yes, collaborated in with that. I'm sure some some sweet soundscape recordings and like. Yeah, definitely. There's, right? there's a venue for something like that to happen. It's so exciting. It's just like, and that's where I'm so grateful. We're trying to find more and more organizers to talk about it because, you know, and as an organizer, not just a muralist, not that it's just a muralist, there's an enormous amount of work that goes into these projects. Yeah, it's a, it's, um, I, my, again, my background is in, in theater and performance theater and I own a, a performance theater company. And so I'm used to helping to facilitate like massive, um, well, not massive, but large scale musicals. And so, which we have like usually a hundred people working on the shows at one time, including cast and crew and all of those like little finicky things. And it's literally the only thing that could have emotionally and mentally prepared me for helping to <laughs> coordinate like multiple murals it's uh it's really really wild and we live again in like a very 
like a rural community. It's an old community. So, and there's not a lot of huge walls. The buildings are pretty tight together. And so, you know, to bring a lift in yeah. is like, is totally impeding, you know, everyone's <laughs> everything in the world. And so it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's definitely a, a labor of love, super love. And really one of the things that makes it the most worth it is just the the muralists that we've managed to have who have come have been like so incredible genuine like lovely human beings who are so grateful and so appreciative even you know the most famous muralists who we've had come through have just all every single human who has touched this festival has been um yeah just incredible to deal with so i feel like um like that makes makes the labor of love and all the work uh, a lot easier as does now having an actual staff you know to help with the painting and the priming and the social media and all of that (laughs) stuff and so to see it grow from just yeah amber and i and d like sweating and (laughs) running around with our heads cut off to being like okay you know we can call people and, and have help and so we're so 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 blessed to have such a strong team supporting all of the ridiculous work that is going on it's so exciting to me because I'm from a coal mining town, right? So I'm from Sparwood, which is originally a little coal mining town called Michelle Natal. And people go, where did you learn how to, you know, do project management? I said, well, my first experience was when my grandmother made me sell raffle tickets when I was like seven. (laughs) You immigrant communities, which Nelson is also one, you learn how to build community because you had to. Because you need each other, you know, yeah. and, and it's um it's all about like support and respect and and just knowing that if you are there for your community, your community will be there for you, or at least that has been my experience, you know, to date is that I've just uh, I've been I was really lucky that I wasn't a jerk in high school. <laughs> nice to my teachers. I didn't like you know flip anybody off when I was quitting a job or like you know destroy anybody's life so I was really able to like take advantage of the small town aspect whereas you know it's not always so easy to do (laughs) well I think maybe I might have missed a few of those and maybe did a few flip-offs but you know that when it was time for me to put everybody on the wall I mean that was really exciting because actually some of those teachers my first mural was of an old school that was knocked down in a forced relocation so I've got these students on a giant wall and the teachers are bringing me pieces of the rock in wheelbarrows to make sure that we got the color of the stone right on this on this wall like thank you for your attention to detail (laughs) you know and one of my passions because I used to run an art and heritage center which is how I learned about grants and fundraising and one of my passions was if we could take what you're just talking about that enormous performance and put an economic value on it we can really build the importance of the arts because we can say hey city like this is what you know, you've provided and we're very grateful, but this is the economic infrastructure value that we're bringing. Totally. So the city of Nelson, actually, this is an interesting link. So I am the chair of the cultural development committee for the city of Nelson. And so we deal with like arts and infrastructure and kind of help support the city with what they want to have this because they envision Nelson as being like a very culturally artistically yeah. relevant community and so um it's a bunch of executive directors from the community who uh 
who come together. And so um, through the CDC, um, the Nelson District Arts Council and the City of Nelson have now collaborated and we're doing an economic impact of the arts study right now. So it's um, it's like a fully legit study through the um, educational institutions through Soccer College here. And so we're actually going to be able to have an awareness of what is happening economically. And it's going to look at pre-COVID numbers as well as during COVID and what people foresee their futures as looking like. So I'm really, really excited because we're going to actually have that data. Um, we had that data done in 2003, um, so, so, so long ago, and uh, our community has grown substantially since then. And so um, we're really, really excited to be able to have those numbers again. So like you said, so we can uh, secure more funding, let people understand the true value of the arts, especially those humans that don't look at art on a wall and see its inherent value just from that so that they can understand that there's also like financial, um, you know, value to what we are bringing to the community. And I feel like we're so blessed to live in a town that values its arts and cultural institutions and, and supports them. Like I cannot tell you how like the city of Nelson has been so, so, so supportive of us and trying to get our work completed. And so it's uh, it's, it's really great. And we're going to be able to pinpoint that a bit more, which will help every organization in town because they can use that in their grant writing. Well, and that's what, and that's what we're trying to do being again, I've been here as the mural mama for so long. Actually, someone said I was the mural godmother. I laughed. <laughs> An amazing artist who said, he goes, well, we need a study. So that's just been put on my table is that the study for what my projects have done far reaching. I need to find how to make that study happen because I mean, that's gone as far as route 66 where that the model of how my murals worked with the learning model that um, it was sanctioned by the president at the time and said it's the community model that should be emulated across the United States. That is between that and what has happened in Canada would be in the billions. So I want to have that. It's just really hard study to do because it's been so many ripples, right? How do you take that, you know, and find the numbers because that's pretty far reaching. So we're kind of looking at, yeah, can you imagine? Because it would be in the billions, billions and billions. A hundred percent. Because even, yeah, if you think about all of your artists who have all spread out, gone to all these festivals, pass their knowledge on. Yeah, it's, it's huge. Well, and it's funny because I was offered a contract ooh, way back to paint murals right across Route 66. Although we did one mural city, which is the official mural city, all of the murals from there that capitalized, come back to the tourist leg legacy that we have here with our destination mural town. Now they have invited us again to be the official Route 6699 art route, which gives us the ability to come up from the States, which is the old heritage routes, come up through Vancouver and come through all the old heritage towns again, which are just, you know, two, two camp trails, the, you know, that's how the communities were born, the immigrant trails, and to have the first large North American mural route. So cool. Right? So that's that. I, the guy that's part of it is a man named David Knudsen. And he did the logo for me when we were the official Route 66 thing way back in the day. And I just interviewed him on a podcast. And his story of why he created the Route 66 thing is absolutely brilliant. So I can't wait to share it about why he did it. And it was just going home to see his family and needed to drive a car home and drove the old roads. And he wanted to tell that story. So now we have that official thing for British Columbia. I'm now about to say, hey, who wants to be part? Because you could say you're part of this Route 9966 up through, you know, the Peace Arch. And look at this. Isn't it a great thing? Connect us all. 
it's so brilliant. And we're so lucky to have humans like you, you know, pushing this forward for so long. Michelle, you've been working for so long at this. And, you know, I'm, I'm super grateful because you're, again, like you are a founding founding mama of of murals in our communities in rural bc and so none of this would be possible without you know visionaries and people who like selflessly work their best off like you or carl schutz like i was mentored by carl schutz from shamanis yeah exactly and you know i traveled to uh uh, la with him i went on a trip to las vegas with carl schutz to a convention and he is such an underspoken man of what he saw visionary so i'm grateful for people like you that are keeping that vision alive because i know it's the organization that supports the artists and the artists are amazing but i am really um thank you because watching that continue and the performing arts part of it is so key to developing this further yeah and it's a it's definitely also kind of where the money is at you know that was really where we where we started branching off into having more of a performing arts festival as well or to have that be a focus as well and so our first year it was definitely heavier on the murals and then we found that yeah that there was all this funding to do music and so um so yeah so that's been a huge help to us to be able to like keep the mural portion you know sustainable and running um but yeah definitely the performance art portion is huge and our curator d landsberg gets 100 percent of the credit for what that all looks like because uh yeah she's just done an amazing job well yeah well we've been looking at there's we've been just given some heritage funding money for seniors and it's like we have this thing when seniors create so we're really trying to bring some of the senior artists that have really lost their what they feel their relevancy during covid and it started with my mom actually because she was really having a hard time as an artist being kind of locked into her little small home so we did this and we've been funded for it and that's really exciting because <laughs> i'm a senior now and i have to go oh uh, i'm a senior artist ouch 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 but it was it's a niche it's a niche no it was i'm going but i'm a hippie chick am i I, but you know all of my artist friends that used to be the ones on the wall we're okay with being senior artists because yeah we could but there's funding for that and of course the skills exchange in that and that's what this part of this podcast will be on our wayfinder um, network is we want people to come to the podcast and take over the podcast so if you want to take over the podcast and use it for a couple of weeks, we'd welcome that because we want people to come and listen because COVID has taught us one thing, we missed the party line. If it wasn't for the party line of, you know, having digital connection, we would have been so disconnected and I don't know how without art and we would have survived. Oh, yeah, no, it would have been an absolute mess. I definitely, it's a, it's a, it's a lovely, awful thing, this whole digital right? <laughs> digital situation that's definitely saved us. It's allowed us to keep paying people and making sure that, you know, those performance artists are, are, are making that money. But it's also something that I like so flippantly was like, oh, yeah, we'll just take our whole music festival online. And then uh-huh. like, <laughs> yeah, last year it was a, a really big job. And at the end of last year, I was like, we're never going to do that again. <laughs> and then we're doing it again this year. So it's a... Uh, yeah, it's a it's a <laughs> time to be alive and look at all the skills one can receive when, you know, a uh-huh. pandemic hits like video editing and closed captioning and mixing and mastering sound. There's lots of things that, that you like I still so grateful. So I'm, I'm doing a podcast. A resume buffer, really, at this point. Well, that was like me. I'm going to do a podcast. How? I don't know. 
Yeah, exactly the same thing. But you know, my mom, let me can leave it on this. My mom, who has just been an amazing human in my life, can talk about the stories when Sparwood was Michelle Natal. And she said, you know, between mine disasters and whatever needed to happen, it was the party line. And she said, that's what kept us as, you know, a community safe. And I went, mom, that's what this is. It's the party line. And I had my mom doing pierogies and pickles and telling stories and her meeting with other artists from around the province. So I'm so grateful for that because if it wasn't for that, and it made me go, wow, the people that we are standing on, we stand on giants. So all the murals that we're all creating, we stand on the backs of our indigenous people, of our immigrant people. We are blessed to live in this province as far as I'm concerned. On the, on the We stand on giants. Absolutely. It's a, it's really, that's been a huge part of the work that I've been focusing on doing um, since we started. And um, yeah, it's, it's so, it's so humbling. Isn't and it? It's so humbling to be able to share or to support the sharing of, you know, those stories and, and experiences. So thank you for spending time with me today. I mean, I just, I'm going to just keep following and, and it's amazing. Here's an amazing story. Sheldon Lewis, who great friend of mine is the man on band council right now who is sharing the communication to keep us safe during the wildfires. And I remember him as this student with this long flowing hair teaching me as we painted together on this mural. And I just go, wow, you know, the alumni of artists, we never really had that alumni as a university or, you know, but there's an alumni now in the streets and that is an incredible thing. Oh, it's so beautiful. And I think, we should have some sort of alumni party, it sounds like, for all your alumni so that they can, uh, you know, universities alumni get together and hang out sometimes. So I think we need to have a Michelle alumni party. We should maybe have a ginormous human beings. Let's have a ginormous wall somewhere where all those humans show up and it's a performance thing where there's the scaffolding and everybody who's ever touched right back to the beginning and have it all people on a wall. I love it. Well, I would like to be there to watch that. So let me know when it happens. Well, you take care. And if you want to do a podcast takeover, you feel free to let me know and I'll hook you up with what you need and uh, tell your stories because you are doing an amazing job. All of your team is just absolutely amazing. Oh, I'm so grateful to you for your kind words, Michelle, for having me. And yeah, I, I will definitely be in touch about the podcast takeover. That's uh, that's wonderful. And thank you for all your work and for just uh, really being a really strong supporter of what we are, what we're working towards. It's uh, it's, it's so so appreciated. All right, thanks so much. It's the art and the history connecting all communities. The water flows through indigenous blue. The tides rise and fall, connecting us all. Water is life, hear our call. The water flows through indigenous blue.